Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts. It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ. I'm Alexandra Solomon, the editor for Curious City. Earlier this year, we answered the question, why is Chicago such a destination for improv? We had a lot of funny conversations exploring the answer. One of my favorites was the one between improviser T.J. Jagodowski and host Jimmy Corain. We're going to share a longer version of that interview with you today. They talk about why so many people come to Chicago to get their start in improv comedy. They also talk about the fundamentals of improv, do a little improvising themselves, and discuss why T.J.'s chosen to stay in Chicago, even though he may have found greater fame or fortune in New York or Los Angeles. And they mentioned a few improv companies and actors who you may or may not know, unless you're really into improv. But hang in there. You'll get the gist of what they're talking about. So here's Jimmy Corain and TJ Jagodowski. We got a question from Ty McCarthy. And he was like, why is Chicago the improv mecca? All right. Mm -hmm. And so I have some theories I'm going to just throw out at you. And one of the first ones is the history. You know, Viola Spolin, she she started here, right, with the games and then the Compass and then the Second City. And then, of course, you know, all the people from Second City go on to Saturday Night Live, the Colberts, the Corrells, the Farleys, the Tina Fey's, the Amy Polers. How much does that play into the fact that we're the Mecca? I think that might be the largest part of it. In that, terms of what? Um, it's history, that it's it was an origin point, you know, um, that real champagne came from Champagne, or you know, cheddar cheese came from the town of Cheddar. That that long form, and I, I might even specify long form improvisation. Um, that was that was here. So if you wanted, if you wanted to get it, you had to come. You had to come here. The other part of this theory that I have is because Chicago is Chicago, and it's not inf- inf- infected by show business like mm-hmm. New York or Los Angeles. That helps us in terms of being almost pure in our improv. Yes, I would I would agree with that. Both because the opportunities for stardom usually don't reside right I here. I still have my fingers crossed, uh-huh. and, and I'm rooting for you too. <laughs> well, thank Jerry. you. If only to get you out of here. Yeah, you know? thank you, thank you. It's kind of uh-huh. like that. They, they get you know. I've been in you know. I've been in high school for five years. It's like we're I just going right. to pass him. We're going to pass. He failed English, but we're going to pass him. I don't him know if we he's don't ready want for college, yeah. but he sure yeah. can't be here yeah. anymore. Yeah, right. Um, and it also like it, you know, as you well know, however it came about, when you go when you when you improvise on a regular basis, you assume that you'll be doing it for free. That and often you pay for the privilege to be able to improvise by taking classes or whatever. And I think by the fact that you're not the, the money is not involved, compensation is not involved. That uh, that it becomes clear as to why you must be doing this. You must really like this or you must really enjoy being around these people or or what have you. And so I, I think there's there's an there is an aspect of that as well that uh, because the stardom isn't here. Uh, I think I was thinking about this that 
it's in in many ways, I think Chicago for a lot of people, if not the Mecca, it's their alma mater. You know, like you you come here, you learn, and you might then find your stardom somewhere else, but you come here to hit your school. And why do you think that is? Because we have a mutual friend, Kevin Dorf, and mm-hmm. I remember him coming back, and, you know, he wrote for Conan, and he came back and he was like, you know, this is some of the best years of my life. He mm-hmm. looks back at Chicago fondly. Yeah, I think... Um, I mean, in the nice way, it's the grind. You know, a lot of people look back at the time before they made it as being, that was the best time of my life, for whatever reason. People look back, I, I had nothing to eat, lived on someone else's couch. Gosh, was that great. You know, like, you don't think it at the time, but when, when you can turn around and <laughs> right, stare at right. it, like, like, oh, you know what, being in prison, that was the best part of, 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 my, of my life. You know, right, the, right. Four years I did. Yeah, and, nobody, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, I, my days were planned out. Yeah, I had my own room, you yeah, know. Like, yeah. Um, because I, I think, you know, you get your chops here, you, you know, you, you, you do, you do your, you do your work and you really are allowed to like not be noticed, you know, like, cause there, there aren't agents in the audience. There isn't a producer looking to come get you. And the freedom of that sort of shared anonymity allows you to take some chances and occasionally do really wonderful things. And you're not by yourself you know like your your regard your primary regard is for your teammates for your scene mates um and so i think maybe that changes once you go to a coast that your concern isn't for them now your concern is for you okay the other part of my theory about chicago being the mecca correct yes okay can you just say that chicago is the mecca because i'm very insecure about this i think it still holds that title but i don't know if that will be a permanent title are you serious Mm -hmm. in what way how do you think we're losing our relevance um i think now that there are full generations on both the coasts that have been raised on taught by people who were raised in and taught by just folks who came up there like so you know like ucb goes out you know, and basically actually puts its foot in New York. Right. You know, stays there, establishes itself. There are generations of UCB improvisers who were not taught by Chicago people there anymore, but were taught by New York people who were taught by New York people. And I think as those things establish themselves, then there will be a a legitimacy to, to that, not as an export from Chicago, but its own thing. You know, that 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 is there is a New York improv scene now that doesn't have to thank Chicago for for its existence. So let me throw this out at you. New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. OK, very expensive cities. Yeah. Quality of life and cost of living is cost of living higher, higher in those. Right. L.A. Quality and New of York. life lower. Or yes. Yeah. OK. How does that play into holding on to this? Uh, status. I don't. I won't claim that part. Okay. Because then Greensboro, you know, Greensboro, Alabama, <laughs> should. Right. If we all just moved down there, we'd right. have a new mecca. Right. Right. Because <laughs> um, uh, we could all buy land. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, I. I. I don't. I don't buy. I don't buy that one as much. Okay. Yeah. What about that? We have four institutions. Okay. And we have a lot of other offshoots of these institutions. And we have really good training centers that have long histories. I will buy that. And that we're also open 
and there's a lot of cross-pollination. I can take classes at Annoyance. Yeah. I can do shows at Second City. I can take classes yep. at I.O. and do shows. How much does that help? Us? I think that helps. I think that helps. In what way? That, that it's done more in more places more often by more people here than anywhere else. It might be a little Pollyannish, but it has been my experience that really, you know, for, for the people that I've liked and the people that I think are really good improvisers and the, the leaders of these places said what we're trying for first and foremost is to be great at this. We want to make good improvisation. We want to make good sketch. And I don't care where you took your classes. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care, like, any of this other stuff. Because uh, what, what we're trying as a community of improvisers is to get better at this thing that is bigger and better than, than all of us. Um, that, that, I think, is, was tremendously important. In terms of, of, of improv and in terms of, you know, a lot of people when they say to me, like, oh, you teach improv or you do improv, they always say, well, how can you teach improv? Mm -hmm. All right. Um, there is a concept called yes and. Mm -hmm. What does yes and mean to you? Um, I know the book answer, and it's that doesn't suffice for me. That Give me the book answer. What would be the book answer? You don't deny, and then you add, and then you add more information. Yes, we are at the beach, and I can't wait to go swimming. I don't want to see that scene. Um, so what? what Why I, don't you want to see that scene? It's dull. You you can suffice the textbook and bore the living hell out of people. The larger sense of yes and as agreement is this is really happening. I am really with you. What we're experiencing is a current and real existence. That's the yes and I'm going to stay here with you. That's what it means. We're, we're going to agree on the reality and that is it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's give an example. Mm -hmm. uh, would we start with a suggestion here? Would mm, we... Whatever you would like. Okay, great. That is not to me. Okay. Um, so let's, do, let's just find it together. Okay. And, okay. Mm -hmm. So for those listeners, we're starting in silence. <laughs> but we are looking at each other. We are looking and at in each that, other. There is something. There happening. is depth. There's a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. Andy will be back in a minute. Okay. We can get we can get started. So. Okay. Great. I think he was grabbing water or snacks. Oh, or cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Can I have a cookie? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Those? The, the, yeah, but it's in the. Yeah, it's sealed in the box. You can unwrap it. You can oh, unwrap it. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Should, should I wait for Andy? Or? No, he. I mean, he's bringing other snacks. And, oh, okay. And cool. water. It's you're probably gonna want to have some sort of liquid with it. Okay, cool. They're famously crummy. Do you have napkins? Because I, I usually, I don't want to get a lot of crumbs on my pants and stuff. Because this is important to sure. me. We can ask Andy if he'll go. Yet again, back out to oh. grab napkins. But said, I, I don't want to inconvenience him. Well, the kitchen is just. Oh. Big. Oh, okay. If it was right around the corner, I would have okay, grabbed it for great. you. But yeah. And then we'll get started. As soon as Andy gets back, we'll great. get started. He's been gone for 20 minutes now. Yeah. Yeah. Hell of a college career, my man. Yeah. We're Thank excited you. about having Thank you on the team. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. We'll go through the particulars of the contract as soon yeah, as Andy gets back great. with the water. But great. Looking forward. It should be a good season. Yeah. I'm going to, when he comes back, I'd like to FaceTime my family. They're. They're in Ohio. Okay. Yeah, and so they're they're like they're very. If excited. you want to get started on that now, then you know just so that we're not waiting for Andy and then waiting for sure. The I can do that. I can. I can. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, we'll go through the particulars of okay. the contract. It's pretty incentive based. Yeah. Just so you well, know, that's what my agent said. Yeah, there won't be that much. There you go. Oh. Um, there won't be that much upfront money, but you know, on the field performance is really going to pay dividends for. And then in terms of housing, they said that we're like a dorm. Yeah. You want us to find you a dorm? Y yeah. You don't want like a 
your own apartment or no, I want a house? Dorm. No, I want to be like everybody else. Okay. Well, most of the guys on this level, they're, they got their houses, and, you know, some of them are married and stuff, so, you know, like... Right. I'd like to be in a dorm. Is that going to be a deal breaker? No. Okay. No. Well, we'll find you some... Yeah, I guess yeah. We'll, we'll ask. You're going to have roommates and stuff like that. Cool. Mostly, like, yeah. Who are still in college. You're, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're getting $16 million up front. I know. Okay. So I probably could buy the whole dorm. Well, you know, hey, whatever, whatever you want. As soon as Andy gets back, we'll we'll go through all this and get you get you squared away. Okay, great. So tell me about our agreement there. <laughs> yes, that this is that this is actual, um, right? And and I I'm certain at some point we probably said no to each other. Um, no, on the like, the the details. Yeah, or, or specifics. Like, but a real no is better than a fake yes, right? If at some point in there, you know, you had said, I want you to hold this bomb for me, it's all right for me to say no, because what we're agreeing on is that this is real, this is happening, this is this is actual. And so that kind of no would be valid because it's it's answering no to a higher is it almost, level of agreement. And is it okay to say, like, that would be my honest reaction? Because if I was in a situation and you said, hey, Kale, can you hold this bomb? Most people, I'd say 99% would be honest response would be, no, I don't want to hold the bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right, because what you're saying yes to is, this is real. This is actually happening. This is what you're asking me to do. And what is it about improv that, that you love when, when you want to do it? You know? uh, I really hate repeats. I, I hate repeats. And of television shows? Of anything. If I've seen it before, if I've heard it before, if I've read it before, outside of music, I don't want to. Do you see get like it, violently it. like? No, I just don't want to do it. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like, you know, there are people who watch the same movie twenty times and they want to memorize it and they want to learn every moment of it. I don't want to see that movie anymore. I know how this thing ends. To Kill a Mockingbird is my favorite book ever. I've read it once, you know, and it's the best thing I've ever read. I don't want to read it again. I know how it ends. And so the guarantee of improvisation that I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, not only how it ends, I don't know what's happening in the next second, and that it's always that way, that draws me every single time. I would be at I.O. every single night. For years, I was there every single night because potentially the best thing happening anywhere in the world is going to happen that night on that stage. Now the thing I admire about you, because you've 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 had uh, you've had the, the coast knock at your door several times that I'm aware of, and you you didn't open the door, or you opened the door, you you said, "Come on in, I don't know if this is for me," and you've remained here. Mm-hmm. You've remained here. Why is that? You think? I think the primary reasons are are twofold. One, I have massive anxiety. Um, uh, something like the pressure of stardom or uh, a TV show or something would not sit well with my constitution. Um, secondly, I fell in love with improvisation more than anything else. Um, and as long as it was being done here better than anywhere else, more often than anywhere else, in more places than anywhere else, then this was my home. Um, add to that, I like the people. Um, I like how many there are here as opposed to New York. I like how they are here as opposed to Los Angeles. Um, I think the city is beautiful. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot to love about Chicago. Anyway, 
add to that improvisation, then like, why would I go anywhere else? And you know I'm going to ask this question. How have you made peace with the people? And I, I haven't, so this is for <laughs> me. The people that we started out with, and they've gone on to TV shows, and they've gone on to Saturday Night Great. Live. Great. Great. I mean, it's helped by the fact that I don't want it. How do you do that? <laughs> how do you how do you do that one? Uh, how does that one work? I, I Let mean, me get I, my pen. I okay, I can't make you do it because you want it. Right. <laughs> um, I I like I would have been wrecked on SNL. And Hell, you had opportunities, right? I, I had an opportunity to go more f- to go further than I did. I right. had an opportunity to audition further along the line than, right. than I did. Uh, but the sheer pressure and tension of that it would have wrecked me. I had enough problems. I, you know, I had enough problems of my own without right, right, right. that added on. Right. Um, so, so I didn't want it. So in that way, like, it, it, luckily, I'm free to just enjoy my friend's success in that way because they did want it and they got it, and and I couldn't, I couldn't be happier for them. What I wanted was to, to become important to the improvisational community here, to be respected by my peers, to be welcome in the places that I wanted to be able to walk into. And I got, I, I got that. TJ Jagodowski is an improviser and part of the long-running improv show TJ and Dave. Jimmy Corain is an improviser, improv teacher, and host of the podcast Improv Nerd. Laura Pavin produced our original story about why Chicago is a destination for improv, and Olivia Richardson produced this one. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation and from listeners like you. I'm Alexandra Solomon. Next time on Curious City, why are all of Chicago's tallest buildings in the same area? The Loop. Well, basically... Density plus economics times these new building technologies equals skyscrapers. But what does that mean? Well, when businesses and renters want to be in the same space, the land gets expensive. So there's no way to go but up. But why does it happen in the Loop and nowhere else? And why do the businesses all want to be in the same place? Find out. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.